Welcome to this Thursday evening meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. This evening's message is by Paul Abel. I am still here. I can't get away from this. I mean, I've got various passages that you are probably aware of that I can't get away from. The whole book of Ephesians, John chapter 20. Uh, but this is Isaiah 60. I keep finding different uh, things in it when I read it, when I pray it, when I study it, when God speaks to me. Some commentaries I look up and read, study the Hebrew, all these sort of things, and God speaks to you, doesn't he? Even though you've read it and read it and read it and read it. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. I just see this picture all the time of the dawn light creeping across the land, sort of that really, you know how the land looks really, really dark, and and then that golden light of the dawn just moves across the land, and the darkness has got no option but to succumb. It can't sort of say, no, we're staying dark, thanks very much. That, that light of the sun just moves across the land, and even as the sun rises, it gets into the crevices and the dark places. And that's what I see here. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And it, I was, I was, this was from a, comment, a commentary, and it was saying, there's a sense in the Hebrew, anyway, of it not being... Something like a command, as in me saying to Claire, arise, shine. It's more of um, a call to participate. And I thought that, that fitted very well with uh, how we've been thinking of our calling from God in the Trinity, of joining in the community of the Trinity. This isn't a arise and shine, come and participate with what God is doing. Rise from darkness, stand out, pass it on. Enter into the times. And interestingly, there in the Hebrew, it, it, the, the words used, you've got enter into a time of pro- prosperity. Enter into the prosperity of God. In other words, the success of God. Because the, the prosperity of God is, is not just finances, although God does bless and, um, and prosper us financially, particularly for the work of his kingdom. But he prospers what we're doing. So he prospers our evangelism. He prospers our teaching. He prospers our healing. He prospers the miracle ministry. He prospers our work in the community. So that everything we do uh, becomes successful to enable glory to God. And the only way we're not successful, I think, is if we just turn our back on God or don't really trust him or just let the enemy have a field day. But we're not doing any of those. We're looking to God and saying, yeah, we're joining in. And I feel a sense that tonight, as we come into worship, let, the, let that light just bathe you, but with a sense of not just God is doing something, because it can feel like that. You just shouting at God, come on, arise and shine. And God's looking back down, though, and saying, yes, come on, let's arise and shine. Let's do this together. Let's participate in this. Some people feel that before you do anything, you've got to have an exact call from God. And we know that that's not a biblical model because Paul was stopped from doing things because he didn't stop. And the Lord said, this is not your job right now. Well, it didn't stop him being an apostle. The fact that he was just trying things and occasionally going in a direction where the Lord says, this is not for you right now, if you read Acts. You need to go this way. And Paul's heart really was to be an apostle to the Jews. And God said, you're an apostle to the Gentiles, Paul. You know, the passion was for the people he'd grown up with. It always had been, even when he was a Pharisee. His persecution of the church was for his, his misguided passion for his God and his people. He thought he was serving God by hounding out the Christians. He thought he was serving God by holding the clothes while they stoned Stephen. 
So he knows what it is to be zealous and yet misguided. So if there was anybody that was going to sit around and do nothing until he got the exact details, it would be Paul. Because he knows, he knew personally how it goes wrong when you just think you're doing the right thing. But he'd come to a point of knowing that God would speak to him and guide him. And in this, this, these times that we're in now, it's not a time for, I'll oh, just wait and see what God says. It's a time for the church to be arising and do what God has said. And if there are some specifics within the has said where we, that we need to hear, he will give them. And if there are some specifics because we're heading off in a slightly different direction than he would have us go to, he will show us. So we are to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We are to preach the gospel and see people saved. We are to work miracles. We are to expect salvations. We are to expect prosperity. We are to expect an effective social gospel in this land as this place is a city on the hill, somewhere that stands out completely. People say that is different. That is something attractive. We can't keep the light under a bowl. It's got to shine. Of course, there will always be people that don't want it to be light. They will be the ones that say, I don't like that place. But the light is there to show people this is something different. And as I was talking on Sunday, one of the differences they'll see is in our imperfect way, they'll see the Trinity in the lives of the body of Christ. They'll see a community. They'll see a gathering. And so many people out there. They want to belong to something. They just need to know it's safe. They just need to know it's right. There's so much deception. There's so much misinformation. There's so much, in the words of Donald Trump, fake news. Fake news is often fake news. Sometimes it's real news. And someone claims it's fake news because they don't want you to know it's the real news, so it's fake news. So the fake news is the fake news. So it's a confusing world. But this is the real good news. There's no fake news here. See, darkness covers the earth. Well, that's today. Thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. You. The sunrise is appearing and his glory appears over you. His, this is the uh, kavod, not the Shekinah glory. The, the pillar of the pillar in the, in the desert was like the Shekinah glory. This is the Chabad, which can, it's, it's like the personal glory of God appears over you. It's not a light, it's Him. His glory, He Himself is upon us. His glory, His majesty. Lift up your eyes. Well, I missed out. Nations will come to your light. That's not a good, bad thing to miss out, is it? It is a bad thing to miss out. I mean, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We live in a society that is full of nations. For many periods in history, the only, most of the people that lived around you were the people that had always lived around you. Travellers were rare and adventurous. But for most people, the town and the village that you lived in, you were surrounded by people who had for generations lived in that town or village. That no longer exists. In Scarborough, people have come from many nations and we're all living in Scarborough. Even if you just look at the English that are living in Scarborough, we're from all over the place. And that wouldn't have happened in previous generations, but we are living in a generation where the glory of the Lord is rising upon us. And people from different uh, ethnic groups 
different nations will be saved. They are coming to you. There are many more to come. But they won't just be these foreigners in that sense because it says your sons come from afar and your daughters will be carried on your hip. You see, the, 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 the word of God is always inclusive of peoples. God, even in his choosing of Israel, it was to demonstrate who he was to the world. And in us being Christians, we're not like God's favorites. He loves everyone. And he wants all to have that opportunity to hear the truth of the gospel. And when we see people who are foreigners or different to us or speak differently or, or all the other things, God says, see them as your sons and daughters. See them as part of your coming, that they are God's people to come into your family. Because that is God's plan. And I think tonight as we encounter God, as we see the sun rising, there's nothing, in a way, nothing new about what I'm saying here tonight. We, we, we are praying for two things, I think, as we meet with God. Whether we pray that specifically or just in the encounter we're putting on heaven for, there's two things that the Lord has really laid on me from this passage tonight. One is people and one is prosperity. God wants us here as a community to be a wealthy community so that we can demonstrate his generosity. And he wants to bring people together with us who are a generous and prosperous people, even as he prospers us. Then you will look and be radiant. This is as your son and daughters come in from near and far. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. So the sons and daughters are coming with the wealth. It's not just uh, coming out of nowhere. God's provision is coming with the people he's bringing as well. It's not that we value the people that have got wealth over anyone else, but he's just telling us, expect these people, pray for these people in, the people coming. The abundant, um, the abundant multitude, a noisy crowd. To you the riches of the nations will come. An abundant, noisy crowd. The riches of, uh, of God, the riches of the nations are the people. The true riches of any nation are the people. They are God's masterpieces of infinite value. And God's bringing them. The riches of the nations, it, it refers to, you can translate it as strength, an army, a people of influence, and a people of financial strength. The riches of the nations is the people, but the people that are coming are also people who are a people of strength, people who will enable us to be the army of God as well as a family. The army of God is something that says, no, the enemy shall not have this land. This, this land belongs to the Lord. This army, these people, this group, this strength are also a group that prospers. And maybe financially, it may be in other ways. I see a prosperity in, in the gifts and the talents and the anointings and the callings of people. It's that idea that, you know, nobody in God's eyes is, well, I don't know, we'll have to find something for to do. We'll have to find something for them to do because they're part of the family. Every person is there to enrich the life of that community. It's not to do with their level of education. It's to do with the level of anointing and gifting that God has placed in them. Sure, 
Education can draw some of that out of people. But what really draws that out of people is when they are educated in an environment of Christian growth. So God is bringing people to grow. God is bringing people who will lead others. God is bringing people who will teach others. God is bringing people who will enable others. They will bring a strength into the lives of others. When um, Michelle does her visits as the community angels coordinator, when she visits people in the home, she brings a strength to that home. She brings something that might enable that person to get through that day or that week or longer. She brings a strength. She brings the strength of God. When she walks into that home, it's like that dawn breaks in the house. She can't stop it. It's just the light that's on her. And the demonic forces often in the property have to scurry away into the corners if they're still there because they're terrified of what has just arrived. And there's a people coming who will come. Some of them don't know it yet because they don't know Jesus yet. There's some real people out there with great gifting, anointing, talents. God is sending more and more and more to enable us to be a strong people. There will be many more people who come from all sorts of places as part of this work. But our passion is to see those who don't yet know the Lord come through into that place of freedom. It's not what the world's expecting. They kind of expect religion to sort of die away. These are not the days of, of, of belief in God dying away. These are days where that belief is rising. And we need to be ready that the only true way to believe in God is to know him through Jesus. When there's an explosion of occult or spiritual or other religions, it's because people are searching for something beyond what science can give them because they know there's more. You have to really, really persuade yourself there's nothing more and that we know it all by science. Science is wonderful. I enjoyed studying physics at university. I enjoy the discovery and the depth. But one thing you learn is what you know now will be different in 20 years, if not 10. Because science is always developing. Our understanding is always developing. So to think science has got the answers is rather futile because the answers will be different in 10 years and in 20 years and in 30 years and in 50 years. There will be a a greater understanding in some areas. And some areas that we think uh, we understand now will have been thrown out completely and proved to have been wrong because that's always been the way of science. Whereas the word of the Lord stands forever. He is the beginning and the end. Nearly there. I'm not going to speak for long, honest. Let's just look at this bit again. Let, let me just read this whole bit again and see if, uh, as I read this um, from the Lift Up Your Eyes, just picture those people I'm describing coming. Some of them will not look like the people of prosperity and wealth because some of them will be broken and disheartened. And it's God that will restore them to that place of wealth and prosperity. Others might come looking like that immediately, and God will break them to enable them to come through into their true wealth and prosperity in him. The people who are fruitful, 
because the fruit is what brings glory to Jesus. What is the fruit? You're probably thinking of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but, and that does bring glory to God, but glory to God comes through the people who surrender to him. It's the, it's the people getting saved that brings the glory. So let, let me read this passage slowly. Maybe just close your eyes and see if you can see it. Use your prophetic imagination to see what is God doing here. As I read these words written by Isaiah, written roughly two and a half thousand years ago, what is God saying through them for now? It's not camels anymore. But it's still God creating a picture of what he's doing now. So lift up your spiritual eyes. Even as we're waiting, what can you see God doing? Don't worry about, is this my imagination or is this the Holy Spirit? Just, just go for it right now. Just let yourself be excited and let the Holy Spirit himself discard anything that's of you. And just begin, what can you see happening in Scarborough and in the towns and villages around us? What can you see as this sunrise occurs? We live on the East Coast, so we literally get this kind of a sunrise, well, when there's not too much cloud, every morning. The golden glory is bathed, in, uh, bathed Scarborough in light. And see that now, not just the sun of our solar system, but can you see the glory of God shining and strengthening as the people of God Arise with him. Lift up your eyes. Spiritualize right now. Look about you. Imagine. Imagine, what can you see? You see, faith comes through hearing God's word. But when you hear what God's word says, it goes into your mind and it changes your way of thinking and that's what enables you to believe. If you're praying for people to be healed, you can know the word of God, you've heard the word of God, by his stripes you are healed. You might even say, but can you see? That person healed. It's all part of exercising faith to see the results. Imagine the results, but I think it's a lot more than imagine. It's a prophetic imagination to see the results of that prayer in that person, which if it's healing, you're seeing them healed. If it's provision, you're seeing the provision in place. If it's praying for this building to be full, a huge gathering of people every week, more than once a week, then can you see that? Lift up your eyes. Lift up your faith. And see what God is doing. 
lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Grasp that picture now of great crowds of people. Start small and see it growing here. Assembling, gathering together to join with Father, Son and Holy Spirit in worship and praise. To experience God together, to hear from God together, to know God together. All gather, all assemble. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you see it? Picture the whole worship team here. Picture the worship team. And every single person is someone you don't know yet. Not because our guys that we've got now have been replaced, but because the team is so much bigger. And it needs to be bigger because there's different things happening. Maybe it's another stage in another place, but can you see the change, the growth, the development? Can you see... Richard, Richard Hartnell, ordering loads more chairs simply because we don't have enough. Hallelujah, Jesus. All are gathering. We are people that gather in order to be sent. And we are people who are sent in order to gather. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar. Your daughters are carried on the hip. From near and far they come. From our immediate surroundings, people are getting saved. In the town of Scarborough, people are getting saved. From the towns and villages around, People are getting saved. People are getting set free. Families coming to God together. Communities getting saved together. Can you see it? It begins with an imagination. It begins with seeing what God can do. Remember, though, that God will always do far more than we can dream or imagine. But it's a beginning. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. Now see all the people that are already here. Just picture different people of this congregation that we already have. And just see them so excited over what God is doing. They're so excited and so happy. They're just so overjoyed at all the people that God is touching and lives that God is changing. So they look radiant. This is what I've prayed for. 
Can you see that? Bring it to God in prayer. As you see it, sort of lift it to him. Saying, oh, Jesus, I'm standing with you to see this. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm arising. I'm standing up so that I can shine. I'm joining in. I'm participating in what you're doing. Come, Lord, do whatever you're going to do with me. That we could see these sons and daughters, the sons from afar, the daughters from near. You will look at me radiant, your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Can you see these people? The treasures of God. And these treasures are coming with strength. They're enabling an army of God's people. An army that's here to see the enemy put in his place where he's supposed to be, under our feet. A people coming will be a people of influence that change, bring change around them. And a people who are financially strong, a people that together enable us to be flowing in God's generosity, sowing into God's works. Because it won't be our resources anyway, it's only what God has given us. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah. Camels were of incredible value. This this is speaking of great wealth. All from Sheba will come, bearing gold and frankincense, showing a tribute, a gift. The people that are coming are not coming to argue. They're coming to kneel before the king. They're coming to join in worship. Because they come bearing the golden frankincense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. They're not thinking, oh, I ought to pay my tithe. They're just coming to give. Not just our finances, but their lives. To be a people together that bring glory to Jesus. We are those people. This is how God sees us. He doesn't look at all our faults and get depressed with our mistakes and disappointed that we didn't do that and we did do this. This is how he sees us, the wealth of the nations, his treasures, the people that proclaim his praise. All Kedah's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will serve you and they will be accepted as offerings on my altar and I will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Surely the islands look to me, and in the lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold to honor, to the honor of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls and their kings will serve you. 
Though I in anger struck you, in favor I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night, so that the people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings in triumphant, triumphal procession. I'll stop there. But can you see this great stream? I love the picture there of always open. 24-7 prayer room aiming at. Not about 24-7 church. Whole thing. All of the time. Not just here, but through the community. There's always somewhere where people are active, praying, seeking God, making Jesus known. Hallelujah. Keep those pictures in mind. As I say, we're really, my, the two things I have really tonight, which are almost the same thing really, are the people and the wealth of the nations. We do still need. We've um, we've seen some. We said we saw some amazing financial miracles last year, of course. But we still need to see a breakthrough that enables us to grow. We are well. My finance team say we're about two thousand pounds a month short, which sounds a frightening amount, doesn't it? God's provision is amazing. It's there. So we do need the finance breakthroughs as well. You don't want to be always looking at, you know, thinking, can we do this? You, you need to, right, we'll do that. So we need that breakthrough. So I, it's, I don't want to make that sound like that's not important. We're just praying for people. We need both. The church must grow. Because lives must be changed and God must be glorified. In fact, it should be the other way around. God must be glorified and lives will be changed. Hallelujah. So let's stand and just let's boldly and confidently. I think you may quickly well end up on your knees or on your faces. But let us boldly together now come before the throne confidence that comes from knowing we are God's children his masterpieces washed clean by the blood the curtain has been torn in two from top to bottom it's God's initiative the way is open through into the most holy place let's go through let's be carrying imagine almost as you come before God all those people And that wealth in your arms, you're saying, God, this is what I've seen just now. This is what I was imagining just now. And I know you can do far beyond this. But I offer you this now. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Arise, Lord God. Arise, me. Hallelujah. By faith, we'll stand with God. We'll participate with this dawn of golden light. Dawn coming across this town and into this county. Hallelujah, Jesus. She
Kingdom Faith Podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.